0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, August 17th, and I'm Blair Kirchhoff. We're talking Chiefs today with beat writer Sam McDowell. Tight end Travis Kelsey's well-deserved contract extension spoke to how undervalued the position has been in the NFL. But with players like Kelsey and the 49ers' George Kittle, that's beginning to change. You'll hear from Kelsey after a break. Also after the break, you'll hear from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who complimented Patrick Mahomes. In an unusual way, and you'll hear Mahomes' response to that. But first, here is Sam McDowell. Okay, Sam, I, I want to uh, I want to talk about the the Travis Kelsey contract and what you wrote about that. It was really interesting uh, when you when you couple Kelsey and and uh, George Kittle and then the tight end position in general. But I, but I wanted to start with something else, and that is um, little. Uh, little quotage from the chiefs this weekend coming from offensive coordinator eric bienemy <laughs> who's always kind of it's always interesting and um, you know it's, it's funny with him we, we always complain about well he doesn't really say too much I mean, <laughs> but but he he, uh, he did this weekend i thought um, he, uh, he he the way he described patrick mahomes in a very complimentary fashion but sort of in an eric bienemy complimentary fashion what did he say?
1: There, I feel like we need Vahe on here because he's got some line about how you only need one quote to make a story. Um, <laughs> right. But, yeah, with Eric bien uh you know, I, I actually asked that question. I can't even remember how I phrased it. Um, but I, I asked him something about his, his competitiveness, and um, he, he said he's a competitive prick. And as soon as he said it, you're like, all right, well, I'm writing about that today in some fashion.
0: <laughs> what I liked about it was he said it, and then he said it again. <laughs> said it again, yeah. Did you guys
1: get that? You guys got competitive prick, right? Okay, okay, just wanted to make sure.
0: So, of course, there was there had to be all kinds of follow-up questions on that. So Mahomes was asked about it on Sunday, and Andy Reid was asked about it. And it's all, you know, look, it's it was just Eric Banamy's way of really complimenting Patrick Mahomes, I knew it. You know, when he said it, I knew exactly what he meant, right? I mean, I was, did too. Yeah, yeah. Just everything we we hear about Patrick Mahomes in, in practice uh, that we've been hearing since he's been with the Chiefs, even when he wasn't, you know, when he, when he wasn't the starter as a rookie, just just this ultra uber competitive guy, and uh, um, and I I think that'll that quote will stick with Patrick Mahomes for for quite a while. I'm not gonna not gonna forget that one. I don't think.
1: I think that sets the tone for training camp. And it actually, you know, I, I know this is about Patrick Mahomes, but it also makes me think of a guy on, on the other side of the ball in Tyron Matthew. I'm sure it, it seems like from what we gather, people we talk to and talking to him, that he's the same way. We saw him mic'd up in that playoff game last year. So, And the reason I bring that up is because when you've got those two guys, when you've got ones against ones going on, which is what's going on right now out of training camp, You've got that that constant competition, and as cliche as it is, it's also true that that's how your teams get better. And so Tyreek Hill was also asked about it after Eric Bannemi said it. He said it could be play number 10, and Patrick is still, you know, all the guys are hands on knees, and and, and Patrick is, is, guys, I need you. I need you. Come on. Come on. Come on. I need you. Because he he just doesn't want to lose a single rep at it
0: practice. Wow. And speaking of of Tyron Matthew, was it – I'm trying to remember where I saw this because we hear from so many chiefs right now, right? Three or four players a day uh-huh. via the Zoom call. Um, was it Alex Okafor that was just effusive in his praise of, of Tyron Matthew about you know, he, he not only knows what, what he's doing, what you're doing, but what every other defensive player on the field is doing? Um, you know, he. I thought it was a pretty instructive quote from. I, th- I think it was Alex Okafor. If not, it could be anybody else on the defense. To be honest with you, just um, sort of how um, well omnipresent of, is is one thing, and we know literally and figuratively because Tyron Matthew plays all over the field from his safety position. But um, but the fact that he is in tune to what everybody else on the field is doing when he's on the field just really speaks to. His incredible ability and why he was named the team's MVP last season, and not Patrick Mahomes or, or Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a heck of a trivia question on who won the team MVP during <laughs> right. the Super Bowl year. <laughs> right. uh, it was it was actually the the reason I'm correcting this because it was very interesting. It was Tedrick Thompson who's only been that's with, right that, that's he's right like three Tedrick. or four practices into the into the his Chiefs tenure. And he's already picked up that, wow, Tyron knows everything about this defense. Um, and Vahe wrote a good article about that on Sunday. And what's interesting to me is last year they, they they brought in Tyron Matthew and say, hey, go lead this defense. This year he's already been doing it for a year, so it's just a natural thing. And by the way, when they asked Tyron Matthew to do that last year, he didn't know Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Now he does. And so that's why the, the quote that you bring up is so interesting um, that somebody's already picked out, like, he knows everybody's assignment. And part of the reason he knows everybody's assignment is we saw last year, especially the back half of the season, Tyron Matthews got to play everywhere sometimes. He, he plays in the line of scrimmage. He, he plays deep in the secondary. Sometimes he plays somewhere in between. So I, I, his value goes – as good as a football player as he is, his value goes much beyond just, just you know, the X's and O's that, that, that he's able to execute on the field.
0: Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about Kelsey and, and the contract. We we learned about this on last week, late last week, Thursday or Friday of last week, and um, it, it's just just amazing that what the Chiefs have done contract wise with with everybody, really everybody. Starting started with Sammy Watkins right after the season, and just continued through um, every player that needed to get extended got extended and. Um, and in the latest, of course, Travis Kelsey, what, what was the – I'm trying to remember the, the exact dollar figure. It, it, I think it averages out to $14.3 million a year for Kelsey.
1: Yeah, for, it was – obviously, he's already got the two years, so it extends yeah. on, four years onto that for about $57 million.
0: Okay. And uh, you wrote a really interesting story about the, not just Kelsey and the contract, but the tight end position in general – and I think we we've kind of noticed this over the last few years, just how undervalued the the tight end position is, and I, there's just no greater example of the value of you know of, of Kelsey and the position to a team than Kelsey to the Chiefs, and we've seen it ever since he's been there, especially over since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback. Although it, it extends to when Alex Smith was the quarterback as well, Kelsey has just been incredibly productive for the Chiefs. What, why, what's going on with the tight end position and why does it seem to be so undervalued?
1: I think it's just they're still playing catch-up from, you know, two decades ago when they weren't this, I mean, they, they were an extra blocker on the line that caught the occasional pass. And now you've got guys like Kelsey and Kittle that are the go-to guys in the passing game. I mean, Kelsey has led this team in catches. Um, Kittle had led his team the past couple of years in catches. He's just in his second and third season, but the, the timing I guess of my article is a little odd because they're those two guys are now going to make a third more than any other tight end was making before they signed their deals last week. But still, comparatively to I mean there's there's offensive guards making still making more than those guys are. There's players at just about every position outside of the specialist and, and offensive center and fullback that are still making more than the highest-paid tight end, and their value, when you really analyze it, implies that they should be making more.
0: You know, I just think of the, um, the, the, the playoff game against the Texans, the divisional round game against the Texans last Absolutely. year. When the Chiefs fell down 24 uh, nothing, and made the incredible comeback in the second quarter. And that was that was Travis Kelsey's quarter. That was, that was incredible what he did—the three touchdown receptions and and um, you know just basically had the playoff game of, of his career. And uh, and we can all think of other examples of Kelsey. He caught the touchdown pass to help um, you know the um, twenty to ten right in the Super Bowl. He caught the touchdown pass and made it twenty yeah. to seventeen in the fourth about quarter. six minutes left. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he is um, you know. The, Again, over a thousand yards. Is it four straight years over a thousand yards receiving? And yeah, and I read somewhere that um, the there are eleven wide receivers that make more than than Kittle, who's now at fifteen million a year, and thirteen wide receivers who make more than Kelsey, and none of these guys caught as many passes as Kittle or Kelsey in you know last year. So it's. Um, he he is. Uh, it was interesting to see, and again, I. A couple things: the fact that the Chiefs figured out a way to get it done financially, and then Kelsey's reaction when we talked to him on Zoom, which you're going to hear after we take a break. Uh, you're going to hear the the Kelsey uh, the, the entire Kelsey interview where he addresses his contract. He he really wanted this. I mean, there is no and and just true you know it's got me thinking everybody who has been extended or had a new you know had a new contract they, they just sound so happy to be in Kansas City it's um, I don't it hadn't always been this way
1: yeah um, that, that's a really good point and I don't know how much I, I can add on to that because I think you said it so well um, to to his value it, it just, to me, comes down to how different would this team, because, you know, I reference this in the story, but in Major League Baseball, you've got so many advanced metrics, especially war, which is a really popular one, ones above replacement, where they've tried to tinker and figure out a way to compare guys that don't play the same position or that played the same position, but do it so differently, and to figure out exactly what value they bring. and football, you just don't have those sort of stats, so... I think you just have to ask yourself, how different would this team look without him? Is there anybody else out there that can do what he does if you are missing that guy? And the answers with, with Kelsey are so incredibly obvious that he's not a guy you can afford to have off the field. Now, fortunately for them, he hasn't missed a game in these last four years, other than um, he actually missed Mahomes' first career start in Denver because he was one of the guys they set out.
0: Right. but.
1: It, it this this offense doesn't do what it does in my opinion without travis kelsey and i, I just think he brings tremendous value you know I, I think since 2016 he's fifth i think in receiving yards among all players you mentioned that yeah. set among wide receivers 13 of them are making more money and one of the guys i referenced was odell Beckham jr is making significantly more and i think he's at around 18 million. And his stats are nowhere close what Travis Kelsey brings. And by the way, Travis Kelsey doesn't go out for a route every time. He, he still sometimes does stay in and block.
0: I'll give you another example of his, of his value. It was in the, the, tw- the, the final game that Alex Smith played for the chiefs, the playoff game against the Tennessee Titans. And um, Kelsey got the concussion. And in, in the, at the end of the first half,
1: Oh, great chiefs point. Yeah.
0: Chiefs were up 21 to three without Kelsey's Threat on the field in the second half. That game was lost, and and now look, they lost Chris Jones, I believe, in the second half of that yeah. game as well. But so on the offensive side, they didn't score again, and and they couldn't control the ball. It was, you know, a few three and outs, and that was kind of it for the Chiefs. And and part of that was Kelsey not being there. So, well, um, I need
1: you to edit my story because I was trying to find a game to see if he had missed a game for the purpose of showing his value. And I completely forgot about the fact that he missed half of a game. So I just looked at his his appearances and starts and, and that sort of thing and completely forgot about that example. But that, that's a great example. That should that should have gone somewhere in my story.
0: <laughs> well, well, there's there's no pr- – you know, what's funny, what I remember about that is because he had the concussion, he was injured, he wasn't – and probably couldn't talk after the game. We didn't get a chance to talk to him until – training camp the you know the months and yeah. months later and he was still really bummed by it i remember just so disappointed that he he couldn't play in the second half of that titans game i don't think the chiefs lose that game if, if i think you're
1: i think you're right and it, it to i remember that press conference he actually said that he didn't even know they lost till after the game
0: yeah exactly exactly So. Okay, Sam, we're going to uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, you will hear from Travis Kelsey. We're also going to play the audio of, uh, of Eric Bien-Aimé's um, description of Patrick Mahomes. And we'll have Mahomes' response to that. So, Sam McDowell, thanks for hanging out with us for a while.
1: All hey, right. Thanks, Blair.
0: Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars' award-winning sports coverage. Please visit slash sportsbeatkc offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.
2: Hey, Travis, uh, congratulations
0: on the new deal. Um, wanted to ask you from your own standpoint why it was so important. It looks like you're probably going to be able to finish your career here. Why that's so important to you, number one. Number two, you know, it's, it's, it was Pat, it was Chris Jones, now you. I mean, Obviously the chiefs are stepping up financially to some extent here, but why what's going on here is it just the winning or what else what else are else the reasons for guys wanting to stay with the chiefs right now
2: um I think there's uh, there's a lot of reasons man and it's uh, it, one is because we got great guys in the locker room we got great guys in the facility, great people in the facility um, and it's just overall it's a, it's a fun atmosphere every single time you come to work and uh, guys don't want to leave that. Guys want to keep building off of that. And um, it's a beautiful thing when you have uh, ownership, trust in you, um, want to make change with you in terms of uh, this season and, 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 and uh, the community. Um, and then on top of that, just going out there and playing football with guys who, uh, who come to work every single day and, and uh, fight their tail off for you, man. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And um, you know what, this, uh, this community, um, Kansas City, I love you and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm going to be here for the next six years. Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Can you hear me? We got you. All right, cool. Hey, Travis, how you doing, man? What's up, Steve? Hey, there are a select number of players in this franchise history, Tony Gonzalez being one of them, uh, who are revered by fans. This gives you an opportunity to get there. How much does that mean to you to be able to get your name on that list? Um, I'm just – uh. Man, it's uh, everyone's always been trying to compare me to Tony since I got here just because of the position. Um, And, you know, what? he's a Hall of Famer, man. And there's a reason why he's a Hall of Famer is because he did it the right way every single time. You know, he was out here in this community trying to make the community better and trying to show everybody his face, get out from under the face mask and uh, and make a difference. And um, that's what I'm trying to do every single year. Um, I'm teaming up with Operation Breakthrough on, on some more things. Uh, so, so we got some, uh, some news coming for you guys with that. But um, outside of just uh, just being a great competitor, man, um, I've tried to model my, uh, my professionalism off of what Tony has already started here uh, because I knew it was something, it was a model of success. And um, I can't thank Tony and uh, everybody for comparing me to Tony to, to, to make me want to up to Annie every single time. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Travis, how are you doing, man? Uh, Congratulations as well. With all the, you know, talk of run it back and everything, you know, and you getting the extension, Chris and Holmes, I'm just wondering the conversation that you had, you know, being with those guys and knowing that you're going to be with these guys for a long time, just how fortunate do you feel that you've gotten in the position where you're, you have consistency both in the locker room, out in the field, you know, out hanging with those guys, just how fortunate are you to have that consistency? man it's uh it's a blessing man it's a blessing like i said the uh the front office uh brett veach um coach reed clark hunt uh mark donovan the guys that that really put this organization and bring everyone together and get everybody on the same page um we got all the trust in the world that those guys are gonna get it done and uh and make it make it worth our while while we're here and uh can't thank them enough for the opportunities that we've had up to date and you know what we're making the we're making our effort every single day to make the uh, the best yet to come, man. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, draft! Congratulations. Um, something we've seen with the tight end position over the past decade is it grow into this offensive weapon position. And there's other great tight ends in the league, Gronk, Ertz, for example. What's been different about you, and say you apart, is just the consistency. Um, you know, the four years in a row of a thousand yards or more. What do you think has been the key to that success when it comes to being able to do it every single year? Um, well, being very fortunate that I'm on the field—that's the biggest thing, man. I've uh, I've been very fortunate to have um, great teammates around me, great coaches to put me in positions to succeed, and then on top of that, uh, great athletic trainers in the trainer room. You can't you can't uh, underestimate or throw them, uh, you know, leave them out of the out of the puzzle, man. Because uh, rehab and, and keeping guys on the field is. Arguably half the half the job in the NFL, um, because we know how much, how physically demanding it is. So it's just um, I've been very fortunate to have this kind of this uh, this circle of success around me, and um, it just keeps getting better and better. Knowing that uh, the the front office and Coach Reed are bringing in guys that are going to help us win. All right,
0: guys, uh, we got our final four hands up. Let's go to Karen first. Go ahead, Karen.
2: Hey Travis, congratulations. Two questions. One, what was it like putting on the pads today? Just like riding a bike? And two, coach just said new wrinkles being put in. We saw how ingenious you guys were at the Super Bowl. Are you guys going to do even more of that kind of fun stuff this year? Um, I don't I don't know. It's uh right now we're we're, we're in the beginning stages of camp, so we're running a lot of the a lot of the installs that are kind of like the base packages, so right now it's just uh it's Keying in on on you know what our rules are and everything like that, but it's uh you never know with this this mentality of this offense. I mean the the skill outside at receiver, um at running back, you know it's um it's second to none. So that that, that gives the coaches freedom, uh, especially when you got a quarterback back there that can handle and absorb as much information as, as you can get them. Um, it's a uh, it's definitely a fortunate situation. It's it's like it's uh, it's a never ending uh, circle. That just keeps They just keeps going round and round and getting better and better. And the pads, the pads. The today were fun. It was. It was good to get out there and hit somebody and and try and get some uh, fundamentals back down. Let's go to Seren. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Travis, uh, I know
1: this is not your uh, first big money contract, right? So uh, the complacency side of things, you you've fought through that. The idea of like getting paid and now, okay, you let down. But a lot of guys are getting paid. Have you guys had discussions? Have you talked to? Are you the the guy giving everybody directions on how to keep your edge and how to keep that hunger, and and just kind of if you could, then after that, overall, just everybody's back, right? And I know run it back is the theme, and, and everybody likes that. But usually, teams that go back to the Super Bowl have some turnover, and maybe you know, some people speculated it's the new guys that don't have a ring that maybe drive that hunger. So, could you just uh, tell me why you believe you guys have that that hunger and and what you've
2: done to tell some of the guys that are coming into those big contracts? You can see time. it you can see it right away I mean we've uh we've got a pretty good understanding of how to, how to get there right we did it last year um, we have great leaders in this in this locker room and when I say that I mean it's every single day it's not like it's it one day it's somebody else every single day we got the same guys uh push, leading the charge and um not settling for anything less than than what we did last year or or then even more so any it up and uh and and double down on everything we did last year so it's a it's a mindset and it's a it's, it's, a uh, everyone's just eager to get out there and, and get to work. And as long as we're working our tails off every single day, um, we got the players to make plays on Sunday. We just have to put in the work to get down the timing of things, make sure our fundamentals are there and then just go out there and have fun on Sundays.
0: Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello,
2: Travis. Uh, congratulations on the new
1: deal. Uh, I have two questions for you. The first is, and you mentioned, uh, Clark Hunt's sort of, uh, influence and impact on you guys in terms of handling out these contracts in terms of keeping the core together uh what does it say that that since you've been around the organization for eight years now what clark's impact on the on the franchise has been particularly uh, the last couple of years in terms of identifying the right guys to put together a championship team and secondly uh you mentioned the idea of obviously wanting to play with patrick to, to really thrive in your guys's partnership together from a mental standpoint what is it about Playing with Patrick that unlocked your game, and as you sort of see how Patrick uh, thinks about sort of the offense through the field and in the film room.
2: Um, well, I'll answer the the Clark Hunt question first, man. The, um, you know, it's not uh, very fortunate, man. It's not like this in every single organization, every single city. Um, I've heard the stories of how it could get real bad to the stories of how it's it's pretty nice. But I, I'm 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 happy with where I am because of the guy that, that that's up front. Uh, leading the charge and that's Clark Hunt man and that the Hunt family what they've done uh bringing in coach Andy Reid I thought that was his best move ever in life was to bring in Andy Reid man because what he does to an organization um is uh is taking him to Super Bowl I mean it's clear to see his track record and what he's done here um and what he's going to do in the future and that's uh, um that's that's the biggest thing is uh getting the right people in place and then on top of that trusting in those people and I think that's one thing that uh Clark Hunt has done an unbelievable job of is he's trusted the people that he has in place uh and that's as players as well and um you know Pat is a Pat's a special guy out there on the field and we're seeing it even more and more so it's all unfolding every single year on what he what his limits are and what he can and can't do um the can't do's are 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 very quickly starting to get smaller and smaller on the list man and it's uh, it's cool to see him grow and he's such a competitor that it, it never stops and that's the one thing about uh these practices is that um everyone's talking about don't get complacent man when you have guys coming out here competing their tails off uh over the over five yards you know over over three yards two yards in practice uh just the type of determination and mentality that brings to every single play every single down every single period in practice that's that all that translates to the game man and it's um, what it does is it allows you to play free, and it allows you to play football. That's uh, that's almost like you're in the backyard playing. Oh, let's go. Last one, Darren. Go ahead. Hey, Travis, how you doing? All right,
1: all right. So, uh, a couple questions for you. One, you know, do you all as players kind of have conversations about how you all can kind of stick around and stay together? Uh, you know, knowing that there is a high turnover in the NFL and that you all with new contracts or contracts ending, wanting to stay together. You know, do you all kind of talk about amongst each other how to work that out? And then second, um, how do you all as leaders hold, hold yourself and teammates accountable? For example, uh, we saw what happened in Seattle with the rookie trying to sneak a, uh, trying to sneak a female in. Now, I know you all don't stay in a hotel at the moment, but how do you all kind of hold yourselves accountable and teammates accountable to make sure that they're doing the proper things and the right things so uh, situations like what happened in Seattle doesn't arise here in Kansas City?
2: Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is uh... – I think, I think we all knew then we trusted the, uh, the front office coach, Brett Veach, coach Reed, um, Clark Hunt, all the guys to be able to, um, keep the core. And, uh, we trusted that they were going to be able to make it make sense for all the players, which they did. They, they held their end of the bargain. And, and we're so we're very much thankful that, uh, that we still got the core with us going into this year. Um, and it looks like for a few years ahead as well. Um, in terms of uh, holding each other accountable, man. Every uh, every every office is different. Every team is different. The discipline is different. Different leaders. Um, I think we have a very good situation here, where um, we have the right guys in this facility that are making the right decisions. Um, I firmly believe that. Now, is it? it am I going to say that nobody on this squad is going to get COVID? I mean, it's a, it's it's a crazy world right now. You know, you can't predict those kind of things. I just think that um, you know what I mean. Everyone right now, at least. Here in Kansas City, seems like they're doing the right things because we all got one goal in mind, and that's to play football and play it at a high level every Sunday.
0: That was Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. We're going to wrap up today's show with a couple of sound bites. The first from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who was asked about Patrick Mahomes' uh, competitive spirit. After that, you'll hear Mahomes' response. Pat, and I'll say this, kudos
1: to Pat. He's done a heck of a job. He's had a great career so far. But you guys have been around him. You know him. He's a competitive prick, okay? He's a great kid, but he's a competitive prick. He wants to improve at everything he
0: possibly can improve upon. He wants to be the best at whatever he can do. And along the way, he wants to make sure that he's leading the guys. He wants to be held
1: accountable by his peers. But also, too, he just wants to work. And that's what you love about uh, being around him every single day.
0: Two questions here for you. Your impression so far of uh, Clyde edwards alaire as as he's gone through two padded practices. Obviously, he was limited today. But how much did um, working with him during the summer help him develop into what you're seeing now? And then, lastly, Eric the Enemy yesterday said that you were a quote competitive prick end quote. Uh, obviously, in a good way. But what was your reaction when you heard well,
2: EB call you that? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, the uh, the first the first part. Of your question, I mean, Claude. I think has done a, a great job, and the reps that he has gotten. I mean, he's he stepped in, he's learned the offense. Uh, he's not making a lot of mistakes. He, he's playing fast, and he has an incredible vision. I think that's what's what's been the, the big the biggest thing so far is able the way he's able to run the ball, find the, the lanes of running in, and catch up the backfield and get upfield and make plays happen. Um, for him to be able to do that so early, it's a it's a great sign, and he'll keep getting better and better. Um, and then, and then the uh, the second part with E B. I mean, it's just kind of uh, in our nature, I think, not even just me and, and EB's name. We love to compete. We, we're fiery. We love to go out there every single rep. We act like it's the last rep that we have to win. And I think we have a lot of guys on, on the team that are like that's when you get the uh, best on Sunday. So uh, I'm going to go out there and compete every single rep, and I'm going to have that fire uh, every single time. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Sam McDowell for stopping by and talking Chiefs. Links to stories can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the sports pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes a sports extra that comes with the e-edition through our 59 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product, sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage that comes with the e-edition. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening.